When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. miles from home in the presidential suite of a San Francisco hotel, the Sickersons have retired. Yes, the presidential suite. How did it happen? Well, having arrived at the hotel at 2 o'clock in the morning, the weary John Dickerson dragged himself towards the reservation desk. As the wide awake black... John, pull yourself together. Fix your coat. Straighten your tie. Your hair's all mucked up. Pull your tie. Muck your coat. Straighten your hair. Why don't you leave me alone, Frank? Keep quiet. The clerk is staring at you. Why do I care? Oh, hush up. Good evening. Good evening. Where's the register? On a room for myself and my bath with a connecting wife. <laughs> I beg your pardon? He means a room and bath. This is my husband. How do you do? Glad to know you. Make it fast, will you please? I can't keep my eyes open. Well, what did you say the name was? Dickerson. We're from Los Angeles. I'm Mrs. Dickerson. How do you do? How do you do? Move it along, will you, buddy? <laughs> Do you have a reservation, Mr. Dickerson? No, we're only staying overnight. My husband's here on business. He's a salesman for the Maytag washing machine company. He just got the job. I see. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Maytag. Bickerson. My name is John Bickerson. Oh, how do you do? What's all this? How do you do? Listen, Mr. Two o'clock in the morning. I've been traveling half the night and I've got to get to bed. I appreciate that, Mr. Dickerson, but the unfortunate truth of the matter is that we're entirely filled up. Filled up? What do you mean you're filled up? You mean there isn't one room in this great big hotel? I'm afraid not. There's a convention here this week. The glass blowers convention. There can't be that many glass blowers. You'd be surprised, madam. Every single room in this hotel is occupied by a glass blower. Well, get one to blow. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. If you'd only wire, Frank, I'd beg you to send a wire. Well, I forgot. Anyhow, how did I know it was going to be a glass blower convention? Oh, I'm dead. You've got to help us, mister. I don't know what I could do. Of course, I dare say one of you could share a room with the chambermaid. Will that be all right with you, Tom? Well, sure, but where do you sleep? What? I mean, where am I going to sleep? The only other solution I have, uh, no, I don't think you can afford it. Well, what is it? Well, the presidential suite is vacant. Presidential suite? Yes, but you can only have it till six o'clock in the morning. Is the president coming? The suite will be occupied, madam. I knew he played the piano, but I didn't think it was a glass blower. <laughs> it's very expensive. Why do I care? A time like this, money means nothing to me. I'll pay anything. It's uh, two hundred dollars. We'll take it. Please send somebody for our bag. Certainly. Will you carry your husband, or shall I? <laughs> Just lift his head out of my ink pot so he doesn't smudge the register. <laughs> In the presidential suite, the Bickersons have retired. Mrs. Bickerson tosses fretfully in the elaborate bedroom as poor husband John, his mind churning at the thought of the enormous expenditure, struggles through another miserable night.
bellboy comes up. I just can't stand another second of it. That whining and snarling and giggling and clanging. It's driving me out of my mind. It means you're black. Who's doing it? You're doing it. You started snoring the minute you fainted in the lobby. You snored when they carried you into the elevator. You snored when I wanted to you. And you've been snoring in the president's bed. Oh. No wonder I have wrinkles and crow's feet. I grow old while you lie there and cluck. What do you think I am, John? Oh, cluck. <laughs> Don't be so funny, Mr. Biggerson. Not funny. I'm sleepy, Blanche. Put out the light. I'm so sorry you dragged me along on this trip. I could die. I dragged you. Now, how do you like that? You carried on like a lunatic and forced me to take you. I begged you to stay home. Sure you did. And I know why, too. Why? Because you thought I'd think if you asked me to go, you wanted me to stay. So you asked me to stay, thinking I'd know what you were thinking. So I thought twice and fooled you. <laughs> do you think? Put out the light, Blanche. Wish I'd stayed home. I better not answer that. John, I'm worried about the house. Oh. I think I left the electric heater on in the bathroom. It might burn up the place. Won't burn. Did you turn it off? No. But how do you know it won't start a fire? I left the water running in the bathroom. John, I checked everything. Did you lock the kitchen door? Mm. Why? Mm. Why should you have... You should have left it open. How is the cat going to get out? What does he want to get out for? John, don't you know it's impossible to shut up certain creatures for the night? You can say that again. <laughs> I'm worried about Nature Boy. Who's Nature Boy? Our cat. I thought his name was Tom. What's that Nature Boy? Well, he always listens to that song on the radio, so I thought I'd change his name. What's wrong with it? Nothing. I'll bet he's wondering what's become of us. Nobody to pet the poor thing. Maybe you ought to call him, John. Okay, what'll I call him? <laughs> no, I can call him on the telephone. You gone stuck staring mad, Frank? How can I call a cat on the telephone? Well, he'll know it's us, and the ringing of the phone will comfort him. Go on, call him. It won't cost anything. The phone's right by your bed. Nobody would believe me. <laughs> Calling a cat long distance at 3 o'clock in the morning. Arthur, Get me Los Angeles, 10 said 4797, and call me back. Yes, sir. How much can a man stand to this sort of stuff before he cracks up? Oh, don't be so tragic. A lot of people call their pets up. Any sound in the house to break the monotony makes them feel better. Oh, sure. Hello. No answer. Shall I keep ringing? Just a minute. How many times do you want to ring, Blanche? Are you sure you've got the right number? Operator, are you sure it's the right number? I'll try it again. Oh. Hello, nature boy. Uh. Are you all right? All right. Good. I left a big dish of catnip under the sink. Don't touch the canary. Okay. Goodbye. Satisfied, but that's you fine. Who answered that phone? I thought you were kidding. Did somebody answer? Must have been the wrong number. 
They so drunk? Of course I think so. Now, don't start making me believe that a cat can talk. All right. I've got to close my eyes for a few minutes. Well, as long as you're up, Doc, why don't you take a look at the suite? The rest of it's just beautiful. I'll look in the morning. You won't have time. The president gets in at six, and you'll probably never have another chance to see all the rules. Lock the doors and don't let him in. Lock the doors? What's the matter with you, John? How can you keep out paper and Truman? I'll vote for Stanton. <laughs> you won't do anything of the kind. Okay, I won't vote at all. Yes, you will. Maybe it wouldn't do you any harm to meet the president when he gets here. Oh. You've got a nice personality when you try to be pleasant, and he might give you a job in his cabinet. Oh, for heaven's sake. As long as he's going to give you such an opportunity, I think you should vote for him, Okay, Tom. I'll vote for him in November. You say it, but you won't do it. Do it now. What? Go on, get up and vote for President Truman. <laughs> Besides, the elections aren't until November. Well, you can tell him you're going to vote for him, can't you? I'm not telling anybody anything. I've got plenty of thinking to do before I cast my vote, and I won't have you dictating my politics. This is a free country. And why are they charging us $200 for this week? Because that's what they charge and the president can afford it. I wish we could live like the president. We are living like the president. <laughs> I mean all the time. You should see this apartment. I'll bet it's got 18 rooms and 25 closets. Fine. I dread the thought of going back to that rat nest we live in. Why can't we have a nicer place, John? There's nothing wrong with our rat nest. <laughs> Don't get envious and start complaining. All those promises you made when you were courting me makes me laugh to think of what you said when you proposed. It doesn't make me laugh. <laughs> You're going to give me a life of luxury. 20 servants and a mansion. Did I ever doubt you? No. Did I investigate your bank account? No. Did I hire a detective to find out about your salary? No. Yes, I did. What? Yes, I did. Well, what did you do that for? Because I didn't know what you were getting when you married me. Neither did I. I'm <laughs> sad about you. I don't see that you were any kind of a bargain. What have I got to show for my marriage? Have I got a home, a servant, fuel? You've got just as much as any of your crummy friends and maybe more. I haven't got one imported dress. Every rag I own is a mess. Well, turn them inside out and say they came from the other side. Maybe the minute I get back home, I'm going out and buy a whole new wardrobe. That's all you ever do. Buy, buy, buy. You've got a million dresses. You spend every dime I make on clothes. Wonder what clothes you wear when you get to heaven. Well, why do you care? You won't be there to pay for them. <laughs> We'd never have any financial difficulties if you'd only use your head a little. Why do you say that? Because we can never hold on to a penny. Why is it that I earn as much as the next guy, but the minute I trust you to run the budget, we're broke? I can't think. That's the answer. Good night, Blanche. Good night, Joe. 